Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com business. Blackfoot, connect to more. From the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Welcome back. Hour number two coming at you. Tutel and Nuanez, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. How D? Good to be with all of you on this Friday afternoon. It is after 5 o'clock. Congratulations. You've made it to your weekend. By the looks of things, a lot of people made it to their weekends early. Except for that one fellow from Idaho. <laughs> His, his, his oh, weekend got man. off to a, to a tough start. Not good. A little fender bender. A little better than a fender bender, in fact, on uh, North Reserve earlier today. Uh, oh, wish wish everybody to physical health out of that, but the vehicle in particular, uh, it's going to need some work. Boys and girls, good to be with you. If you missed anything in hour number one, you check it out on the podcast. Our podcast, it's called the Two Tell Nuanas Podcast because we're doing the Two Tell Nuanas Show. Can we start doing that? What? Calling the Two Tell Nuanas Show? Yeah. I think well, longer is better. Everybody's into brevity now. I want to just, maybe we can get a full sentence out of this. We could call it the radio program like your dad does. <laughs> it's the one that's on the Every only time one. you introduce me to anybody, this is who Ryan does the radio program. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, well, yeah. It's, uh, uh, makes it's a it makes it sound so sophisticated. You know, it's interesting what uh, you know what those close to you lead with when it's an introduction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, why don't we? Why don't we? Why aren't we more interested in you know? Hey, this is this is culture. He has deep thoughts about the meaning of life. 
I totally you, you agree, know? man. But no, it's I, always I, I, you know. I, that's like I, I read uh, I'm reading this book Road to Character by David Brooks, and and one of the uh, the things he talks about is how in American society, all we do when we conversate is ask people, "What have you been doing? What do you do? Mm-hmm. What defines you?" Rather than, are you happy? What are you about? Yeah, right. Yeah, what yeah. makes your soul sing? Oh, I've, I've. What depresses you? I've uh, thought long, long and hard about why we don't do that, and I think there's probably good reasons that we don't lead with those questions. But you know, every once in a while, I like to get out there, try and throw somebody off a little bit. Anyhow, uh, good start to the second hour, I would say overall the podcast. Of the Two Tail Nuanas show, which is called the Two Tail Nuanas podcast, is available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. It's available all the time at your leisure, which is part of the beauty of the podcast. It's there thanks to Blackfoot Communications and Alpine Touch. You want to call? You can do that, 361 3688, or you can text as well. Text us what brings you joy, 361 3688. All guests join us via the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. If you'd like to listen live on the World Wide Web, you can do that as well, 1029ESPN.com. The stream is there all the time, and it is available courtesy of Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Uh, Coulter, you tell me, do you want to start with best teams to never win it, or do you want to start with Dame Dalla? The NBA had all their voters turn in their ballots for MVP and All-NBA and stuff like that before the bubble. Mm. It's a little bit controversial that they did that. Would Damian Lillard get MVP votes if the last nine games were taken into account? Uh, probably not, but you know Really? What? You think so? Yeah. Well, I mean, would he get votes? Yes. Would he? But like, would, he, would he be in the running? I don't think so. But you know what I do think they should have? And they were talking about this yesterday. In fact, they said this on 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 the broadcast last night. Damian Lillard is the bubble MVP. Period. End mm-hmm. of story. And it ain't close. Uh, so I am uh, I'm I'm with that. I don't understand. You know, again, you and I have talked about this before. Why are we do an MVP before the before the whole season comes to an end? Talk to me when it's all done. We all know that the point of all of this is the next two months. You know, so uh, wh- wh- where's the fire? What's the rush? You know, almost nobody tunes into the to the you know to the the program you know that they have that's that's the 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 ceremony or the the, the awards ceremony or whatever. Do it in October, man. Who cares? You know, let's get the whole season played and then let's make a decision on who in fact deserves the MVP. It's probably the thing that the NBA's got wrong. More than any, and all thing. it seems like all the leagues do. They want to have all the voting done before the season's over. It seems idiotic to me. Yeah, and especially in the NBA, where uh, what more than half the teams make the playoffs. Yeah, right. And the yes. playoffs last for <laughs> two like months. Months yeah. exactly. It also the the fact that the playoffs do last so long, it makes the entire thing lose its luster because all of a sudden, like the guy who. The MVP voting the last several years has actually been on point. There is this trend of if you can't one-up yourself, we're going to find somebody new because we like new stories. I mean, Russell Westbrook had identical seasons, and he didn't win back-to-back MVPs because people wanted to do the James Harden thing, and and that's fine. Sort of. But regardless, Harden also deserved that that MVP, and Giannis deserved it last year and and all that. But when when it's sort of 
signed, sealed, delivered. Like, like it was signed, sealed, delivered for Russ when he averaged a triple double. But then it just loses its luster completely, especially like they get, they lost in the first round of playoffs that year. So then it just looks dumb because it's like, okay, this guy's his, his next accolade is going to come seven weeks from now while he's just sitting at home waiting for said accolade to come down the pipe. Totally. And explain this. I mean, finals MVP is a big, big deal. Okay, It's a big award to get to, to be the MVP of the, of, of the finals, presumably in a win, although not always. There's been a couple exceptions to that. Um. If that's what it's going to be, I mean, let's let's have a playoff MVP, and we have two separate MVPs, and I think if you did that, it would be a coin toss to which one was more important, like which one was more valued. But this idea that this is the MVP of the league this season, and then, then you know, and then it's all over, and all of a sudden the person that won MVP, we haven't seen him play in six weeks, it's just completely stupid. That was your Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week. Thank you, Burn Street. Good one. It's true, too. I mean, yeah. Anyway. For what it's worth. Damian Lillard ends the regular season having averaged 30 points and 8 assists per game. I'm trying to find data on... I mean, 30 points is a, is a, is a, uh, a great... It's a historic number. Yes, I is. mean, over the last... I mean, let's count them up. Over the last 40 years... There's been very few guys that have averaged 30 points per game. I mean, Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, Allen Iverson, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Durant. That's about it. Yeah. James Harden. I always want to know what where that assist number ranks, though, because I think that has to be among, if not the highest, assists per game for a guy who averaged 30. Uh, the win last night in a great game, if you didn't watch Portland-Brooklyn, it was it was. As good as it gets, man. It was a fun game. I give Brooklyn all the credit in the world because they had nothing to play for in terms of they're the seventh seed in the East, and that's just what it is. So the fact that they went toe-to-toe and they took that game very seriously and they had they had the last shot for the dub and it was a, it was a great, great, great basketball game. But Portland gets the win. Thus, not only are they in, they are the eighth seed, which is hugely advantageous in this play-in scenario. So tomorrow... We will have Memphis at Portland. Well, sort of. <laughs> Portland's the home team for whatever it's worth. Uh, at 12.30 in the afternoon, that's Mountain Standard Time on ABC Television. If Portland wins the game, they're in, and they're the eighth seed, and they're taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. If Memphis wins the game, they will play again on Sunday afternoon at 2.30 on ESPN, and the winner of that game then will take on the L.A. Lakers. So, again, Portland needs to win one of the next two. Memphis has to win them both in order to get themselves into uh, the the 16-team format of the playoffs. So that's where we're at right now. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun starting uh, tomorrow afternoon to watch Portland and Memphis go. I, I would love to see Portland win. I think it is – I think they're a great matchup for the Lakers in the first round. I think it's really, really crucial that they win tomorrow, not – because I don't think they could win on Sunday if they had to play a back-to-back, but because if you play two games while mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James are sipping red wine in their bathtubs, then you got you know you got problems. It seems to me like you need to get that day off on Sunday and be rested and get a couple days and ready to go before they play. They because the, Tuesday they're playing. It's the Los Angeles Lakers against whoever it is. Tuesday. So if you had to go Saturday and Sunday, well, LA is just hanging out. Hmm, not great. 
and the, the, the odds are already stacked against you. It's Tutel Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio. All right, Coulter. He said, hey, man, I want you to tell me, give me a list of your favorite teams. Before you want to do before that? Before we do this, let's do this real quick. Okay. Uh, of course, because this is your favorite thing in the world to do. Well, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zootown Sports Cards, yeah. located at the corner of South Avenue and Higgins, right across the street from Dorn Blazer Field. It's a great memorabilia shop. Tons of cards you can buy. Singles. You can buy. They have all sorts of old school stuff. They got a bunch of old baseball cards in some sweet, like old school Hank Aaron's and Pete Rose cards mm-hmm. and stuff. Super mm-hmm. sweet. But they also have jerseys. They're getting into a little bit of the Marvel cards, but that's not their main priority. Mostly just professional sports cards. But what we have here, and by the way, the sports cards industry really taken off. So if you're into collecting or you want to get back into collecting or you just want to learn about what has become a great new investment strategy as well, the cards are awesome. What we have here is Absolute Baseball. These are, these are some sweet packs here, guys. So this is you got two packs in here. Okay, Panini. Yeah, boom. Give you one. So I get to open one of these yep, here. Yep, yep. Take it down. Man, they really got these sealed. This is like a pack of gum where you got the uh, saran wrap on the outside of the cardboard no on doubt. the outside of no the doubt. foil because you want to make sure that piece of gum is very okay, well. Okay, let's see. This these are. He's got some autos in here, I think, or at least they they. What's an auto, Coulter? Auto, Can you help an, us? an autograph, autograph card, mm-hmm. not an automatic, not no. an, not an automatic. Let's see what we got here. I, I see a couple thick ones, which is always a good sign here. Got old Bryce Harper coming down the pipe here. Oh, here we go, here we go. A little rookie materials, a little Dylan Cease pitcher for the Chicago White Sox. For those watching on the TV, there you go. Piece of his jersey. It's pretty cool. Game used jersey. Let's see what our other auto is. Oh, here we go. Ooh, this is really good. Aaron Saval. This is a 45 out of 50. It's a piece of a baseball you got there, Gus. Really? With an autograph on it. Those are pretty cool. Memorabilia cards. Is that cards. a game used baseball? I, that's a good question. You can see the laces, though. They seem a lot thicker than the uh, now, standard Major League Baseball. Me not being the pro that you are, it's taking mm, This is a good one, too. Got a little introductions. Fernando Tatis Jr., one of the most Ooh. exciting players in Shout baseball. Out Sean Shout Rainey. out Sean Rainey. So these are cool. You can go down to Zootown Sports Cards. It's a fun place to hang out. It's great. If you got kids, take them down there. Or if you just want to feel like a kid again, go down there yourself, too. It's a fun place to hang out. In, and they got all sorts of stuff going on They you can open the the packs right there in the store. They'll look them up for you, appraise them for you. So go to Zootown Sports Cards for all your sports memorabilia, particularly trading card needs, located at the corner of South and Higgins here in Missoula. Now, what in the world do I have here? The tools of the trade, Dustin Pedroia. Ooh, that's I've nice. Got that's a nice. Bat, a jersey, and a glove piece of Dustin Pedroia. It looks like right there. What Dude, that's super that? sweet. Oh, yeah, bat, glove, that's super sweet. Okay. A couple other ones for those watching on the TV. These are ones that I pulled when I that I bought personally, but Patrick Sandoval, Otto, uh, Dynamite Kings, pretty cool. They got a little Mike Trout, Jersey Kings, a little piece of a Mike Trout jersey. So those are those are super cool as well. Was Basketball's hot right now, football and, and baseball. Uh, not just because of supply and demand. I should say not hot, but they're just they're just a little bit. They're not blowing up like basketball or like baseball. Excuse me, like basketball is. So go check out all the offerings at Zootown Sports Cards. Um, did, was your baseball signed? Mine was. Yeah, is yours signed too? Yeah, right on. Cool. cool. Adrian Moreno. Okay, go Padres. Go Pods. Okay. Well, very good. Ooh, what do I got? A rookie roundup. Kyle Lewis rookie card. 
Ooh. Get out of here. Well, we might have to negotiate for oh, you to be able to Lord keep that Lord have one. mercy. I got a Kyle Lewis rookie. Pretty cool. Okay. Well, that'll be this will be my last show, folks. <laughs> be selling this guy and riding off into the sunset. Thank you very much. I love it. Uh, it is to tell nuance. It is 1029 ESPN Radio. And Coulter, let's do this. Now, you wanted to talk about, oh, by the way, I said text in uh, the things that give you joy. Uh, so our dear friend Gio said, coming home to my daughter waiting for me. That's a great one. I'm with him on that. That is that is a good one. 361-3688 if you want to keep the good vibes going. I want to say something very nice over text message. You can do that there. Uh, all right. And you got three memorabilia cars in here. That's very cool. It's because I know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short, everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto Shout Out Original Alpine Touch, and it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, So go to alpinetouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Best teams not to win a championship. Okay, I'm going to go through a couple obvious ones. The 16-0, then 18-0 through two games in the postseason, 2007 New England Patriots. Yep, that was on my list. The I know this is on your list. Nineteen ninety eight Minnesota Vikings, who were fifteen and one. Thank you very much. Let's let's remove my Vikings allegiance for just one moment and actually give an objective statement here. I would say five of the best twenty teams in the NFL history that not win the Super Bowl are the Vikings teams. That's because they've never won a Super Bowl. They've been to four and also been to a variety of other MC championship games and they've never even though having one of the among the best and sometimes the best like that 98 team team in the league they didn't they didn't win it um here's one for you you ready for this Coulter is yep. this on your list the 1980 Russian hockey team. That's a very good one, honestly. That that's a really good one. I mean, everybody we we all know of course the miracle and what this was both obviously from an athletic feat and and a political climate at the time in 1980 and all that, but I mean these the the the, the Russian team. I mean, if you can excise them from what was, you know, obviously an awful awful communist, you know, government regime and all of that. 
these these guys were I don't you know I don't know if ostracized is the word, but just the level of weight of something like guilt or shame or whatever that they went back with. And there's documentary out there about the the Russians of the eighty games and losing that game to the United States to the to the kids, you know, that are playing for the United States and particularly the Americans as opposed to, you know, any other country. That is perhaps the worst homecoming that there's been in a sports-related scenario uh, in a very, very long time. So, yes, certainly. <coughs> excuse me, they're on my list as well. I got one more here, Coulter, and it's a big one. It is my winner, so I want to hear a couple of yours. <laughs> Your winner's a good one, too, so I'll, I'll save you the uh, the luster of that. I... Uh I have a. I actually have a bunch. You'd be surprised by that, of course. Shocked. Yeah, shocked. Um, I basically hit on. I. Th- I think that we always talk about in the NBA with seven game series, the the best team most often wins. So there's not a lot of great teams in NBA history that should have won that didn't. I mean. The first year LeBron James was in Miami with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, everybody thought they were going to win. They didn't. That that was definitely one of the big disappointments. The year that the Warriors blew the three-one lead to the to the Cavs. I mean, that Warriors team was unbelievable. They won seventy-three games, seventy-three and nine. They didn't win it. So you have to mention those two. But most often, though, the best team is the team that wins. And I think, it, by and large, the hottest team or the best team usually wins in hockey too. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean. There are certainly more upsets in hockey than there are in the NBA, but the series format of hockey certainly lends itself to the better teams winning. But there's plenty of instances of, you know, the eight seed winning, uh, you know, in the first round, not necessarily going on, but even like last year, I mean, the Columbus Blue Jackets swept the President's Trophy winners in the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, out of the first round. So, but, you know, it is a, uh, it is a, a war of attrition, as they say in the uh, in the NHL postseason. But because there's the, the way that we determine the college football national champion or lack thereof, um, there's not as many falling short in that sport either. To me, the the two sports that have the big, the most great teams who don't win at all are the NFL, because I think a lot of times you run out of gas or you hit a bad matchup or you have a key player guy, a key player go down or you know. Gary Anderson misses a field goal wide right. It just happens in the NFL more than the other pro sports, it seems. And then the other one is college basketball. Mm. I think that actually probably the place you could find the best teams that don't win is because of a tournament scenario. I mean, like 1991 UNLV team is is one of probably the five best teams ever. They didn't didn't win the national title. Michigan. Michigan in 93. I mean, Duke multiple times Duke has been so stacked and didn't win it but they've also won it too and they've won it with some of their not best teams but yeah. they haven't won it with other ones so I mentioned those ones for sure I think that uh, like the 2008 UCLA team that had Kevin Love Russell Westbrook Aaron Afalo Darren Carlson that team was pretty darn stacked 2007 Ohio State with you know, Greg Oden and Mike Conley and, and a variety of other guys that went on the NBA but the NFL is the one that's the most interesting to me and obviously, you could talk about those Vikings teams of the late 60s, early 70s with Fran Tarkenton and the Purple People Eaters, and, and they fell short four times, and mm-hmm. they, they were definitely good teams. But 98 Vikings definitely stick out. Mm-hmm. The 2009 Vikings were very, very good as well with Brett Favre. And then what year What what year was it, 90 or 91, the first Bills team? 
Very, very good team. No question. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple other ones, though, I think that okay. you'll really that resonate with you. Yeah. First of all, 2011 Packers. Hmm. It was either a year or two after they had won the first one with Aaron Rodgers, but that team was, in my opinion, the best team Aaron Rodgers ever had. I believe they went 15-1. and They had the best odds in Vegas in the history of Vegas to go undefeated. Is that right? They were, yep. They, yeah. they were, I think that they were uh, something like, I don't know, 25 to 1 to go undefeated, which is insane because usually it's like 500 to 1 yeah. at the very best, no matter how stacked you yeah, are. They were loaded. W- who did they lose to? I can't remember. If I'm trying to remember if that was the Arizona Cardinals with Kurt Warner mm-hmm. and the, the interception that Aaron Rodgers threw where he kind of got tackled and as he's falling backwards, kicked the ball in the air, and it was taken for a pick six. I mean, that, that was uh, – I don't know why I'm doing this now. You know, I was in such a good mood, and now I'm now I'm raging. But uh, I, I, I don't recall if that was the game that, that in that year. Um, but that was uh, – there's been a couple of, shall we say, disappointments in Packers postseason. Well, in many people's postseason. The other 21st century one that I had was the 2006 San Diego Chargers. Hmm. That was the year that Ladanian Thompson set the NFL record for mm-hmm. touchdowns in a season. Sean Merriman was at the peak of Doing his powers. Philip Rivers was in his prime, just blossoming. I, I believe they went fourteen and two, maybe even fifteen and one in the regular season, and then, uh, as they have been prone to do so often, well, I, up short I was just going to say, like you could you could tell me that. 28 Hall of Famers were all on one team, and if it was that team turned out to be the San Diego Chargers, I'd say there's no way they won the Super Bowl. You know? It's crazy uh, how certain franchises just have that. You know? Here's the other one for me. This is the one the, the, one of the best teams ever to not win it, and this is this is horrendous, is the 2000 Miami Hurricane football team. Oh, man. The Canes in 2011-1, their one loss was to, are you ready for this, the Washington Huskies, who went to the Rose Bowl that season. Marcus Tuiasasopo, right? That's right. 34-29, the final of that one football game, a regular season game. Here's who's on the roster. Dude, this team is stupid. Ken Dorsey's the quarterback, easily the weakest link. Ed Reed, Reggie Wayne, Bryant McKinney, Dan Morgan, Santana Moss, Clinton Portis, Jeremy Shockey. Recognize any of those? Dude, this team was so good that Willis McGahee was a third stringer. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, I mean, Kellen Winslow, you, did you mention Kellen Winslow? Yeah, he, although he was he was, he was a backup. backup. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's like right. they had they had future top 10 picks not starting on this team. So, what happened in the National Championship game? It's a BCS National Championship game. Uh Oklahoma beat Florida State 13 to 2. Excuse me, Florida State was 13-2. and two. But uh, Oklahoma won the national championship game over Florida State. Why does that matter? Because Miami wasn't in it. Even though Miami beat Florida State in the regular season, both right. polls had Miami ranked ahead of Florida State. The BCS computer, in all of its infinite wisdom, delivered us Florida State into the national championship against Oklahoma instead of Miami. There's never been a legitimate national champion at the FBS level in the history of the sport of college football. That little Ever. that little run Miami had, man. I, I don't know that I, little run. Well, I mean, they had an amazing run all the way through the '80s, obviously. But then, I mean, I would truly argue the fact that 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 the the from '99 2001 that they only won one national title is crazy. I mean, that that to me, the notion when people say, well, the, you know, 
Alabama could compete with the Cleveland Browns. No, they couldn't. Mm-mm. No, they couldn't. They lose by four touchdowns. The one of the only team in the history of college football that could have been within two touchdowns of an NFL team, though, the, that team. Yeah, straight up because they because they had it wasn't just they had NFL guys. They had nothing but first-round picks. I mean, they had three first-round picks on both lines. They had three first-round pick tight ends. They had multiple future all-pro running backs. I mean, <laughs> Santana Moss, Andre Johnson, Jeremy Shockey, Kellen Winslow. How you guarding that? Uh, I, 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 Reggie Wayne? I mean, come on. I don't know how you guard it. You got I, multiple guys that are like Hall of Famers. You know, the thing is, is like having multiple NFL guys on a college team is great, but you know who also has multiple NFL guys? Every team in the NFL? NFL teams got multiple NFL Right, but that's guys. that's what I'm saying. I think this is the only team, though, that I, I don't think that they could beat an NFL team. No, but they could no, keep, you didn't, they could you keep didn't it close. They could say keep that. it closer, though, because sure. they don't just have NFL players, man. Like Andre Johnson and Reggie Wayne are both Hall of Famers. Yep. How many NFL teams have two Hall of Fame receivers on them? I mean, yeah, not many. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Browns. Uh, it's Tutel and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Okay. We'll take a quick break on the other side. Here's an interesting scenario. If we are still in, what phase are we in right now in Missoula? Is it is for COVID? It, yeah. Phase two. Is it phase two? Phase okay. Two. How this could impact high school football next. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more. Tutel at 1029 ESPN at Skyline Sports MT on Twitter. Check out the YouTube channel. Six viewers. Really, the YouTube's nice because it's an archive version of the visual. With a very nice polka dot shirt on today. I'm excited about. Check it out on our YouTube channel, Tutel and Nuanas. First new shirt you wore all week. That's right. It's not a collar. Well, it is a collared shirt. It's not a polo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did Polo, the company, create the word Polo to describe that style of shirt, or was that style already a thing? Ah, it's interesting. Chicken and egg conversation we got here, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I fancy myself a Polo rep because I wear polos made by Polo, but uh, I don't know. Is it Ralph Lauren who did? Uh, Ralph Lauren. I think people want to say Loren because it sounds more um, international, but it's not. It's Ralph Lauren. You're sure about this? Pretty sure. Seem confident. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, the the sport of polo has been around a minute. It has. And this is the shirts that they're wearing to play the thing. Yep. So I'm thinking that a polo shirt, you know, was ahead of uh, ahead of the, the the polo brand of shirts. I think that's probably accurate. Well, I'm glad we've talked ourselves through this. Now we can move on to other issues. It's two tell new one us one two nine ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Uh, it's our prep extra segments brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. 
We discussed yesterday, Coulter, the fact that the non-conference in Class AA football has been canceled for this season. Because there are 16 teams now in AA with the uh, Belgrade moving up to AA last year and the introduction of a th- effectively a third Bozeman school, really a second Bozeman school uh, that is uh, entering at the AA level immediately. We go from 14 to 16 in the span of two years. And so there was only going to be two non-conference games that were going to be teams in the West playing teams in the East. Those are going to come, were going to come at the beginning of the season. Those have now been canceled. So it will be a seven-game regular season where all eight teams will play each other in a seven-game round-robin format uh, in the West and the East at the AA level in football. Now, as of right now in the, in the county of Missoula, and it does vary by county, we're restricted to have gatherings of more than 50 people, okay? They are considering a football game, a gathering as such. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this means for the stadium if the like the stands people in the stands if there's going to be a diff, you know if they're able to have 6 feet of separation and and that kind of thing you would think you'd be able to go and have, you know, families, students whatever whatever it might be in sort of roped off areas or taped off or whatever. But uh this comes from uh, uh again one of the assistant coaches at uh, one of the schools here in Missoula, saying that they're also, at this point in time, restricting it to to the people, the total number of human beings on the field at any time can be 50, which means that they're going to have, I believe what it is, is 20 players per team, 20 total. I don't know if they'll be suited. I don't know if there'll be more you know, maybe in a locker room waiting that, that maybe could come out at halftime or if in the case of an injury or something like that. But 20 players on either sideline, you have, is it four referees, which is four, you know, uh, two, I, I don't know how many referees, a score, a timer, and then a couple of coaches on either on either bench. Now, obviously, you can have coaches up in the box, you know, and... and have them out and away, but at least in Missoula, I don't know what it's like in Kalispell and Bozeman and Billings, et cetera, but for for the time being, and again, games are about a month away at this point with the cancellation of the two early ones, so who knows where we'll be at that point, but this is going to be uh, a pretty interesting and very light numbers available to play football in any given game. Yeah, I mean, depending on the schools, the decision is going to be. Um, it'll be harder at certain schools because there's more guys out for football. I mean, as we know, Big Sky and Hellgate is, have not had the numbers like Sentinel when it comes to um, football numbers in Missoula. So that that's that's a tough one. Two coaches on the field for each team. <sighs> Can be up in the box. I think you have. I think you. And this is on, this is only on the field, is what I understand. So I think. In the box, you'll have. Does being in the box make you count towards the gathering? No, well, I, that's what I'm saying is I, I don't know what the stands would be or what the box would be. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about the field is a gathering sure. place. Sure. I would think that a, you know, a, a fenced off area that's separating another group of people, because they were talking about this for, for, for Grizz football, right? Yeah. We know we can only have 50 people in a group, but we could make each section. 
a section right. and have 50 people per section, even though they're all in the stadium, potentially. Right. Like, that was one thought that was going to be there and how, how many people could we fit in if we did that. So I think if, you, if you're if you – the idea is is that this group of 50 people over here doesn't interact or cross or have any threshing point with another group of 50 people over here, even if they're adjacent to one another. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's I think you could have coaches in the booth that are never going to be on the field, maybe never going to be in the locker room at halftime, you know. But normally, how many coaches you got on a field at a high school game? I mean, there's coaches in the Half booth. Half a dozen, maybe. Six, yeah, yeah, five, six. And then another couple up in the box. Oh, that's brutal, man. Uh, Moscow, Idaho. Moscow High School announced today that they are going to not participate in any sort of sanctioned sports until at least the spring semester. Instead, they are going to have intramural sports. Hmm. What do you think of that? I don't know. I mean, you have intramural football? Probably flag football? Get the kids some activity? Yeah, I mean, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's not It's not sport. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not sports like we're talking about, you know? Uh, I played intramural. That's how you know it's not that consequential. Yeah. I've uh, I've flirted with my with sharing my opinions about um, all the good and bad that's come from this entire um, opus that we've navigated over the last five mm, months. Mm. But I do think there is a lot of silver linings. I do think that if people look at themselves and look at the scenarios objectively, I do think that a lot of what we've lost. Uh, is while devastating, particularly economically, uh, is r- revelatory for the, the the worshiping of false idols that sometimes permeates our society. And I do think that a lot of times people get a little selfish in their uh, analysis of how much this is actually hindering their lives. It's human nature. I'm not judging you for it, but it is it is somewhat exhausting. But I, I, I'll say this: that the group of the demographic of people that I feel the most um, that I that I commiserate with the most are people between the ages of 17 and 22 because you're never going to be 17 to 22 again. Being 33 like me and being 39 like you, it's the same. We're not losing out. We're not losing out on the 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 small window of our youth. It's it's, it's a bummer. You're never going to be a senior in high school again. You get to be in your 30s for 10 years. Again. I mean, like how much has your life actually really changed over the last 10 years? Oh, so very much. A little bit, but not nearly as much. I mean, it, it's it's a moment in time that you never get back, so, and that's the part that is really hard. Yeah. Everybody that's over the age of 25, you should have the, you should be able to adjust your mindset a little bit. I, just, I feel so bad for the high school kids and the college athletes. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. No, it's it's a very a, a very a point well well taken, especially when it comes to like football, man. Yeah. And I'm not just trying to sing out football because it's the it's the great American pastime at this moment in time, but oftentimes you don't pee. I mean, in Montana, even in Montana high school football, where we're talking about rural places. You got to be really, really good to even play on varsity, like to get playing time on varsity when you're a junior. Usually, it, it, to get substantial, significant playing time on varsity, you, you usually have to be a senior. And so, if you were working your whole time, you know, moving up the ranks, getting some reps, lifting weights, then to not get your senior year. It, yeah, it's devastating, man. Well, let's hope that we do. You know, they do get a scene. No doubt, no right? doubt. Let's hope that we do. It's two telling new one us one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. It's our prep extra segments brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. 
Remember State Bank? You're a Montana bank since 1907. What if you lost a golf tournament because of your caddy? Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short, everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto Shout Out Original Alpine Touch, and it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Tell New Orleans, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Howdy doody. Happy weekend to you. Hope you're having a great day. Go out and enjoy yourself this weekend. Oh, nice. The Nixon out of Coulter, New Orleans. The was dub- that a Nixon? I thought that was a Kennedy that then Nixon stole. Well, I don't know. That's It's most famously Nixon, the double peace signs. Yeah. What the, for, you know, I don't know. Just what I wanted to be re- compared to. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying anything. You Richard just threw up Nixon. the double deuces to the camera, and it made me think of, of, of Nixon. And Mrs. Doubtfire, when he's got the lobster, I'm not a crook, right? With the thing like this, it's hilarious. Uh, all right. <laughs> if uh, you missed anything in the show, it's been a good one. Again, because it's what we do, uh, you go ahead and check it out on the podcast, the Two Telling New Orleans podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. You can get it there all the time. Rate, review, subscribe, star the thing. Man, that'd be great. We appreciate that very much. The podcast available thanks to Blackfoot Communications and Alpine Touch. Uh, you can also listen live anytime you would like to on the stream. The stream is available all the time. And uh, this show then is live whenever. We're on, and you can catch all the cutting-edge stuff that we say in real time. Thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank. It's your local bank. It is your opportunity. Uh, Coulter, uh, Segundo Olivia Pinto. Okay? He is, perhaps not surprisingly, Argentinian. Was playing in the U.S. Amateur. 
the U.S. Amateur is one of the biggest golf events slash tournaments that exist full stop in the world, okay? After the U.S. Majors, there's probably, I don't know, four or five other events or tournaments that I would put above it, the Ryder Cup, the President's Cup, a couple of the 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 the, the World Golf Championship tournaments and what like the players, right? The players isn't a major, but it's it's the biggest one that's a non-major. But the the USM, which I was fortunate enough to attend one about a decade ago, is as as big as it gets. And it's a multifaceted uh uh event you have a tournament play that then reduces into, or you you know, a normal tournament like a stroke play thing that then reduces into like match play, and then you do uh, you know heads up kind of a, a, a it's almost like a bracket style, like an NCAA tournament bracket style head to head deal, which is where we're at now in the round of sixty. There's sixteen individuals left to go on to the quarterfinal. If you win the U.S. Amateur, you are on your way. Man, sure. You are on your way to to a life in professional golf, and it's a big, big deal. 18th hole, Segundo Olivia Pinto is tied even with whoever it is he's playing. I don't know who it is. Yep, They're playing at Brandon Dunes' beautiful course in Mm -hmm. Oregon. Mm -hmm. Notably Dunes. Right. He goes into a greenside bunker on 18, and... I don't know what he does, you know, up and down, whatever. They finish the round tied, and there's going to be a tiebreaker. But, oh, no. The caddy for Pinto went into the bunker, I don't know if it was before or after the shot, and put his hand in the sand and and rubbed it around with his hand. Can't do it. Mm. Can't deliberately touch the sand in the bunker. Even your caddy cannot do it. One-stroke penalty, loses the match on 18, out of the USM. I mean, is that heartbreaking or what? He said the following, and by the way, I don't know how old this kid is. You can be, I mean, I think there's late 20s-year-olds playing in the USM, even 30-year-olds. But often it's, you know, college-level kids and stuff like that. Quote, this is Pinto. He was in tears, heartbroken about what happened. I posted a picture on my Instagram saying it's not his fault. It could happen to anyone. He's not used to playing on the big stage in competition, so he didn't know the rules, end quote. First of all, it is heartbreaking for the caddy. Second of all, he was. these guys are not together the way that a, a normal player-caddy relationship exists. He is a caddy because he knows the course, so he's a he's a. He's right. a course caddy who he knows the place really well, but he's not a pro caddy in the sense of having to have, you know, gone through all the rules and everything and have that all set. Just terrible. I mean, it's a terrible thing. It's what golf is. It's one of the things that makes golf very frustrating for some, but I think also very unique and, and rigid in its in its rule following that it is. Yep. Uh, and so this is what it is. I give this kid a ton of credit, however old he is, for taking the high road here and it's just i mean it's tough but he's on his way you know back to argentina after something like that just terrible wish him the best and by the way if you were on the verge of being in the quarterfinals at the usm you still probably have a very nice career laying out out there ahead of you no question wish him the best bummer for those guys though for sure um 
following around the USAM man was an absolute. Where'd you go blast. to that at? At Chambers Bay. In oh, really? Tacoma. Nice. So they, they have you ever played that course? No. Mm. I'd love to. Pretty tough. They did Chambers Bay for the US Am to sort of prep it for the open, which was then five years later. We know what happened there with the greens and everything else. But the US Am, nobody goes. You can walk around on the actual holes just following these kids around. Interesting. And then just enter a whole new level of self-loathing. You're 17 and you're hitting the ball like this. Why am I wasting my life out here? <laughs> Have a great weekend. Enjoy some basketball. We got baseball for you tomorrow. Sox, Yanks, Saturday and Sunday on ESPN Radio. See you Monday. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.